Hello and welcome to Admageddon, the one and only podcast for the far reaches of advertisements. I'm Zach Beamish. In this episode, from Cinematos Crunch to Robocop, we examine when advertisements invade the very wacky world of professional wrestling. This is Admageddon. From the late 1940s till the present day, professional wrestling has been a mainstay on television worldwide. So of course, advertisements would try their best to make their way in there. When wrestling was taken more seriously, for lack of a better term, advertisement wasn't really much of a thing. They got an occasional sponsor, not too much else. Of course, nowadays that's still very much a thing, but there's not too much to examine, not too much exciting about Snickers sponsoring WrestleMania or seeing the own promotion promote themselves. That's not what the show is quite about. No, this show is when all those advertisements get a little bit more insane. Recently in WWE, they've allowed bigger and bigger advertisements to, of course, make more money. That's why these companies accept these advertisements. They really, really like money. But there's not too much to talk about an Equifax commercial just all around the side of the rain or something like that. That's what they did at WrestleMania 39. There's another example with the energy drink Prime, which was, of course, made or at least promoted by Logan Paul, who was in the show. But there's one example I like to give a bit more attention to. When Cinnamon Toast Crunch showed up at WrestleMania 39. Now, I feel like the first thing I need to bring up here, and maybe I'm a little bit wrong about this myself, is why does Cinnamon Toast Crunch need the WrestleMania 39 spot? It was not a cheap spot. WWE reported massive, massive numbers from these advertisements. So it does feel like they may be overpay for this. They also brought in a mascot. It was a Cementos Crunch Square, you know, from the advertisements where they eat themselves. And he has a Lucha mask on, just like Rey Mysterio, who is in the match. And he's like at arena side celebrating or something like that. And you know what the match they were sponsoring was? It was a father fighting his own son who turned to the golf dark side. He was literally spanking his own son, and then outside the ring, you would see the Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascot. Should I think of spanking children when I think of Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Is that the message they're trying to get across? Probably not, but it's quite the jarring symbolism right there. There's also very bright, vibrant ads going around around the stadium of just Cinnamon Toast Crunch, as if the normal American or Canadian consumer doesn't know what Cinnamon Toast Crunch is. And then to make things just a little bit crazier, because we can, do you know who happened to be at Ringside? Why, it was Grammy award-winning artist Bad Bunny, who, yeah, has nothing to do with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. He had his own thing to promote there, his own match coming up in the WWE, because Bad Bunny is also a pro wrestler. He... Simitos Crunch and uh, his father being the love out of his son all come together for a beautiful, beautiful marketing opportunity. It does seem weird, but we can get so, so much weirder. Sometimes the promotion, the advertisement, inks into the actual match itself and promotes the match and gives it its own stipulation. The Netflix movie Army of the Dead, starring former wrestler Dave Batista, had its own match a couple years back in the pandemic era where a bunch of zombies went all around the ring for a lumberjack match, which is a match where a bunch of wrestlers surround the ring to make sure the wrestlers have to continue wrestling, uh, but there were zombies. 
which is super cool, right? Who doesn't love zombies in wrestling? There's more examples of this too. A different Netflix movie, Red Notice, had this weird egg scene in it, and that went all through a WWE pay-per-view. But there's one example I want to give a little bit more light on here as well, that being the Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match. I just feel like I need to give a moment for that to register in the minds of the listener because it's kind of an insane concept. Now, what does the match have to do with Mountain Dew Pitch Black? Well, uh, the words Mountain Dew Pitch Black were all over it. That's that's one. And um, not much else. There was some spookiness that I don't think had anything to do with Mountain Dew. I can't say I tried the drink. Now, here's the problem. With a drink like Mountain Dew Pitch Black, what comes and goes, it's a little hard to get concrete sales. It's hard to find numbers of if this actually worked to sell the product. So here's an example, and it's a wild one, of something we can absolutely tangibly say did or did not help sales. You know, it's called a wrestling promotion. They need to sell you on whatever show or whoever they're trying to sell you on, and that can be a very difficult thing. So what do you do? Sometimes you combine the promotion of your show with a promotion of a movie. And that's what happened in 1990 at Capital Combat Return of Robocop, tied in with Robocop 2. So it's called Return of Robocop, which means exclusively one thing, Robocop is promised the show up. Now, if you're wrestling in the year 1990, what are you going to do with Robocop? Here's what they did. Here's what WCW did. They had a guy in a Robocop costume who could not get into a fight at all on request of the studio. Come down, save the wrestler Steen from a shark cage uh, that was apparently made out of rubber and broke him out. It took about 45 seconds for Robocop to do this, and in that 45 seconds, his gear started to break. It's considered one of the silliest and dumbest moments in all of professional wrestling history, and isn't that exactly what the show is about? But, there's one question to be asked. How did that do to sell both the movie and the pay-per-view? Two scenes they had to promote. Well... The, the show Capital Combat bought, I got about 160,000 buys, which is the lowest they had that year. It was the worst performing pay-per-view the company WCW had all year. As for RoboCop 2, it grossed $45.7 million domestically on a $30 million budget, so it didn't do bad necessarily, but it didn't do quite as well as the first movie, which is slightly Disappointing, I'd have to imagine, for the people in charge. Especially since it probably wasn't super cheap to have Robocop show up. Both companies, both Robocop and WCW, are both owned by the same people at Turner. But it still can be cheap to get a Robocop costume, get Robocop material all around your show. It's not super simple. And just for the worst pay-per-view buys they had that year and a movie that did okay at best... It's hard to say that that was necessarily a success, but that hasn't stopped wrestling companies from doing it since. 
For a similar situation, check out All Elite Wrestling. They've partnered up with a lot of Kerner Media stuff. For example, House of the Dragon, which was for the Lord of the Rings show they had for a time. Uh, there is their show Winter is Coming, which is tied into Game of Thrones. They've had a couple other scenes like that. They call it Corporate Synergy as kind of an inside joke. Very recently, back in about July, they had a whole match based on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. To talk about that match is wrestling super fan and inspiring pro wrestler Adam Dory coming onto the show. So what were your first initial thoughts when you're watching the match for the first time? Okay, so I knew I watched it on TV like the day it happened. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact day and I didn't mind it at first. Like I do love a good death match. Right. But it was just the fact that it had to be a sponsored one. Mm. You know, I wouldn't have mind if it was like just a regular Jeff Hardy uh versus Jeff Jarrett death match, but no, they had to add in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre deathmatch. Jared and Jared and uh, Hardy twenty four years after the prime. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Un- that's unimportant. Um, so you didn't like the fact that it was sponsored. You thought that kind of pulled away from the action. Yeah, I mean, this year I've seen a lot of sponsored matches. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, most notably in like WWE, where they will like put in on the Titan Tron or something. They'll have. Like a like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match between yep. Austin Theory and Rey Mysterio at Payback. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. It was a good match, mind you. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I'm not a big fan of the whole uh, gimmick matches where they're sponsored. So, I don't know, that's just me though. Right. So when you were watching, like how, how cognizant were you of the fact that it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I mean, obviously I knew it was like... It they they pushed it heavily, mm-hmm. um, although it didn't really make much sense that they had to sponsor it with. I mean, it did make sense, but they could have at least pulled the chainsaw out eventually. <laughs> I not, not use it obviously, but um, Chuck Taylor wasn't you know, there. It, yeah, true, but uh, I don't know. It it just didn't feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know. Okay, so it, it didn't really promote the brand as much as you think it should have yeah exactly i feel like if they did a bit more like i don't know have someone um uh because leatherface used a bunch of different techniques like if they had for example like a hammer and they did a spot with that that would have made it more fun to me right because i've watched the movies before i've watched the the tv show coming up and stuff like that and it's just like he used so many different tactics to you know uh murder his victims <laughs> they could have at least done something similar to that they so, did their own thing you know right so you're a big big fan of texas chainsaw massacre would you say not a big fan i mean the old movie was okay that was like 70s right but, um i'm not the biggest fan of it like i'll watch horror movies i don't like horror movies to begin with but something with that show they made it more modern and that's what i like mm-hmm. so, so i mean i wouldn't say i'm the biggest fan but so did you know? I, sorry, did you know about? No, no, sorry. Did you know about the game before the match, and uh, what do you think about it after the match? So okay, I did know about the game because they had announced it at a uh, a game game convention, I think. Mm-hmm. So I've seen stuff about it. I'm not a big like RPG type of guy, or like uh, it's kind of like Dead by Daylight. Yeah. But um, I'm not a big fan of those types of games. So I yes, I did know about it, and I like the fact that they are pushing it a bit more so 
I mean, yes, I did know about it, 100%. So what were your thoughts about it after? Like, after you watched the match, were you kind of thinking about the game in any way? Um, not really. I was just thinking about how the how bad the match was. Uh, it could have gone a lot better, but it didn't. So I think the I think the crucial question is yeah, it being sponsored by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Yeah, would you be more likely to buy the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game because of the match? Not really. I uh, I think the match definitely did its fair share of promoting the game, hundred percent. And I feel like they definitely could have made a lot, uh, made a bit more sales on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think just because it was promoted in an AEW deathmatch means that more people will buy it. Right. I think if they just did like some simple advertising by like commercials and stuff like that, I think that would have done better than that. I feel like having a match that also didn't go as smoothly as they thought probably may have, it could have even caused less sales. You know, I'm not a bit. I'm not a big businessman, but I know that commercial versus like uh, a match. It. I'm. I'm sure. I don't know if you remember this, but like two years ago when WWE was doing their Thunderdome, right? They had that match between uh, the Miz and Damian Priest. That was like the zombie. It was to promote a, a Netflix show with Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. As Philly mentioned on the podcast episode. Yeah, but like that match in general, that flopped. Right. And then I feel like that had more of a negative impact on uh, the show or the movie that Batista was in. Because I didn't watch it after that because it just, it, it didn't. Did the match completely, did that match completely turn you off of it? Kind of, yeah. I feel like they, they definitely did terribly with the way they promoted that match. So, yeah, it definitely did. Uh, take a negative impact on the way I viewed that show or that movie afterwards. All right. Well, thank you very much, Adam Dory, for joining us today. No problem. So let's just focus in on that one big question. Does it work? Does advertising in a professional wrestling medium work for the advertisers? Because it works unquestionably for the wrestling companies themselves. WWE has reported millions of dollars of profit for sponsorships with companies like Take Two, brands like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and their huge sponsorship they just hit with Slim Jims just a couple months ago. For wrestling companies, they'd be stupid not to take them for the amount of money they are given. And they're given that money because wrestling has a very global reach. It does really good numbers on television, a lot of pay-per-view buys, people's eyes are on it right now. But do people's eyes then turn to products that are shown on the show? Honestly, it's a little hard to say. Does Snickers sponsoring WrestleMania really boost the sales of Snickers? Probably not. Does it immediately boost in the moment the recognition of Snickers? Sure it does. But I'm not sure if that would have really turned into a lot of concrete sales. Enough to really warrant spending millions of dollars to get on WrestleMania. For the examples that we showed on this show, did RoboCop 2 really benefit from being on the whole pay-per-view? Probably not. Did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre really boost in sales because of their recent AEW match? Well, that game sold pretty well, got a lot of downloads, but that might be due to all the external factors. That genre is pretty hot right now, good word of mouth, Xbox Game Pass, so it having a feature role in a wrestling match, and as we heard 
from our good friend Adam Dory. It could have even turned eyes off the product. People don't really like being advertised to. If they're advertised to in a way that they find possibly offensive or talk is down to them anyway, that might take away a sale. But I don't think these are going anywhere. Wrestling, like I just said a little bit earlier, is very hot. And where people's eyes go, advertisements will go as well. Tune in next time to Admageddon when we continue that philosophy and we talk about sponsored Twitch streaming. I've been Zach Beamish. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed my program, make sure to like it. Make sure to subscribe to the program. Follow it, whatever you may do. You can follow me on social media at Beamster underscore on most sites if you would like to know more about myself. Thank you for listening again and have a wonderful, wonderful time. And beware the ad.